0: Hey guys, welcome to Slash Report. This is a new feature that we're trying out. Um, We are going to do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 gig here, and you voted, and our first film is Inception. Now to play along at home, uh, cue up your movie, digital file, or your DVD, and hit pause as soon as you get to the wobbly, wavy studio that comes right before the 20th Century Fox logo. And we'll tell you when to hit play again.
1: <laughs> it's like mystery slash report 3000.
0: Exact Oh, that's the S still
1: works. Yeah. I love it. That's what I do. Wait, MSR
0: 3000. That sounds like MRSA.
1: Slash report is one word on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just S.
0: Nice. Okay. Less, less like a terrible, deadly bacteria then. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, good times. Alrighty, folks. I'm assuming that you've managed to get your digital movie queued up or your DVD shit figured out. And
1: Oh, wait. Okay. We're also going to apologize in advance because we are both going to be eating pizza and chicken things in this. Uh, <laughs> you might want to order some pizza and chicken things. Just a thought.
0: Yeah. Just a, just a thought. You can pause us. We'll wait. We'll totally and- wait. We'll totally wait for you. And then uh, as soon as you get your pizza and chicken things and your whiskey, we can go again. For the rest of you guys who are ready and able to go, uh, join us in hitting play on one, two, three. Excellent. Dude, so I have to say that, like, the buildup for this movie was huge. I had zero interest in going to see it.
1: Yeah, me too. I was like, "Mm, that movie looks like shit. And everyone was like, that movie's going to be the greatest movie ever. Turns out I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it,
0: too, but I have to say that the only reason I ever saw it was because Zoetrope dragged me to see it an opening night at the IMAX, the BFI IMAX, in London. Um, hey, look at some fucking oceans. Some ocean... What is this is uh, filmed, it's so pretty.
1: Marilyn agreed to watch Scott Pilgrim if I watched Inception. <laughs> so we saw two movies in like the same day or something. Nice. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, hilarious. My coworker who I have a gruesome, embarrassing crush on. Oh no. I, we were talking about I don't know why this came up. But we were talking about Titanic and how it's an awful film, right? The worst. The worst. And he, and he was I was like, the only part of that movie I really enjoyed was when Jack drowned. And he was like, he didn't drown, did you see? He washed up on the shore in Inception. I was like, damn, this is why I love you.
1: (laughs) That is the worst. so amazing.
0: And Um, then I had to give him shit about how Saito and uh, DiCaprio's character have like an uncomfortably intense relationship in this part of this
1: I feel like their relationship is mostly intense squinting at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Like trying to feel each other out. Oh god. Psychic, psychic groping? Yeah, basically. <laughs> this movie's so
0: beautiful though. Like, just check out the scene. Yeah, like... The
1: lighting? Look at did that did the fucking The set dressing? Ceiling. Beautiful.
0: I would punch every baby for that room.
1: I would not, but you've seen my place. Yeah. What the fuck is... Who, like, okay, I know you're half
0: drowned, but who holds a spoon like that?
1: Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: It... He... Mm.
1: There's so many reasons that I think he's dumb. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: The first movie I ever saw him in was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. <laughs> My <laughs> I sister love that loved movie.
1: that movie, and I was like, "What's wrong with you?"
0: How could anyone love that movie? It was really good, but it was genuinely uncomfortable.
1: I think she was just super into Johnny Depp, and you know, the things we do for love.
0: He looks so ultra crazy.
1: They both look ultra crazy. Okay,
0: but now Ken Watanabe looks hot again.
1: I love that he's just like, oh, and now I'm hot. Deal with it. Love. It. Is that the same teapot from Sherlock? No. <laughs> okay, just what? checking. Sorry. I'm good.
0: What episode of Sherlock? Um, no, we can't even. We can't. Yeah, no, it's a exception.
1: Just enjoy beautiful beautiful Arthur
0: <sighs> I bet you he still makes souffles because he's secretly Tommy Solomon
1: he's secretly so many things
0: and this is his grown-up life of tuxedos and crime
1: uh, okay as part of my job I got offered free tickets to um like a premiere of one of his movies I oh, 50 50 right yeah and I was really excited and then I got super ill <laughs> yeah and i was so ill that i couldn't even like tell a girl at work who also is super in love with him to come and pick up the tickets that she could go you
0: just just had to go home i remember that day,
1: and i was just like unconscious for 48 hours and it was heartbreaking it was
0: heartbreaking for me because i spent the first 10 minutes i knew about the swearing at you because i i was like i could have gone
1: yeah if you lived in toronto yeah
0: God, you still have to get me a job in Toronto or find a banker who's dumb enough to marry me.
1: I'm working on it. Ugh.
0: So gorgeous, the set decoration. hmm I have to say, though, this was one of those things. I remember right after this movie came out, everyone was discussing how, like, oh, viewers may find it confusing. And I've never actually found anyone who said they didn't understand the movie. Like, everyone talked a lot about how the movie might be too confusing for audiences. And I was like, no, I haven't met a single person who didn't get it.
1: Pretty much, yeah, everyone I know was just like, no, that movie, I understand it completely. I don't get why people would think it's too confusing. I know.
0: How stupid do you think humans are?
1: So this is related to a Harry Potter thing where... Oh, still so good even unconscious. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm good. I'm solid. Um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. Right in the U.S., they relabeled the movie in the book the Sorcerer's Stone. Supposedly because the publishing industry thought that Philosopher's Stone would be too confusing for Americans. And I was like, that's really insulting to Americans. Like, yeah, we're if used your own to it. publishing house thinks that you're not smart enough you should smack your publishing house around and get the proper title. No, we're used to it.
0: You know that the media in general is required to write to, I'm trying to remember. I was once told an eighth grade reading level. And then I was told, and then I was told like a sixth grade Mm -hmm. reading level. And then I was like, fuck this noise. I can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah. In Canada, we're taught that Americans, American media is written at a grade four writing and comprehension level. Hello, Mallory. Oh, Frances Bacon. God, she's beautiful.
0: She is beautiful. I love that dress.
1: I love everything about her, except for, like, the shit that she causes.
0: Well, the interesting thing to me is that we don't actually know anything about her. It's the the most intriguing part of this movie, right? Like, the greatest (laughs) fake-out is that everyone has all of these impressions of mal and we don't know anything about her like every single thing we know about her in this movie is reflected through dom's memory and like the warping of his guilt like we we have no idea what this woman is actually like totally except that she was you know either whimsical or dumb enough to marry him
1: honestly lady just from what i can tell you could have done better
0: yeah for realsies <laughs> you should have married arthur
1: <laughs> i totally should have married arthur <laughs> That would have been a solid life choice. That's, like, my answer to
0: everything. It's like, oh, do you need a plumber? You should just marry Arthur. I'm sure he would fix that somehow.
1: (laughs) He would. He's just, he's so good like that.
0: This seems really random to me, right? Because this part where he's, like, supposed to be ultra ninja, I just, like, find that really hard to kind of, like, wrap my head around. Because, okay, even though dream crime is, like, ultra high class, like, incredibly expensive crime... He's still like a married father of two who had a house, like in California. Do you oh, know what I mean? It just seems so just dis- incongruous.
1: See, whereas my concern here is, I'm like, okay, no problem. You're in a dream committing a crime. You're in a dream. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Why do you have to be ninja? You can just change the environment to work with you.
0: Yeah, but they answer that question, girlfriend.
1: Sorry. But <laughs> if I were the dreamer, I'd be kicking this dream's ass. But
0: you're not. Like, they're three levels down. Anything he does is going to be systemically ruinous. Clearly, I spent more time thinking about dream architecture than you have.
1: Yeah, I don't really care that much. Don't hurt him. He's so beautiful. (laughs) I'm so angry. (laughs) He's the perfect
2: man.
0: (laughs) I also find it really interesting. Um... Were the gold, were the gold screens already starting to deteriorate at the beginning? Hmm. Because I wonder if that's like a subtle thing as the dream is falling apart. Because I can't remember now.
1: Neither whether can when, I. Yeah. It was all really soft focus at the beginning.
0: That's true. I was too distracted by Ken Watsonabe eating vigorously.
1: Um. I think anyone in their right mind would be distracted by that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make a sad sound? Yes! On Arthur's behalf? Yes! You have got to stop working with this guy!
2: Oh, so for anyone
0: who doesn't know, apparently the original idea for the costuming and appearance of Arthur, the point man, was going to be that he was kind of not schlubby, but like very casual and like t shirts and jeans and almost more of like a hacker sort of look. Right. Um, And then Joseph Gordon Levitt like took the character role and he was like, no, 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 that, that doesn't make sense because if this is the guy who's organizing everything, he's going to be extremely particular and incredibly precise. And so he basically. Made them change the way that he was going to look. Thus, creating so this, an
1: entire fetish community built around that.
0: Look, solves some needs. No, <laughs> about no. I, I spent feelings.
1: I spent the morning in preparation for this reading, like a kinky inception fic that is just like Eames <laughs> putting on expensive suit after expensive suit to seduce Arthur.
0: <laughs> I find that really funny, though, how that became like the menswear became such a thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know me in real life. Like, I'm very persnickety That wasn't a word. Persnickety about what I wear. Yes. But by no means does it define me quite the way that it does with Arthur's character in a lot of fanfic. And I find that really funny. Because, I mean, obviously he could be, like, several layers of crazy beyond, right? Totally. But at the same time, it's also, like, I'm sitting here on my couch in my, like, CMU sweatshirt. And, you know, (laughs) aqua headphones. But that doesn't change the fact that, like, I get very annoyed when I'm wrinkled.
1: Oh my god, I've seen your business clothes, and I was like, oh, (laughs) I don't really dress well enough to hang out with you. (laughs) My work clothes are like cardigans with holes in them over, like, you know. Yeah,
0: but over a great rack, MK.
1: Yeah, my rack doesn't really do me well in my job. (laughs) It's not helpful in any way.
0: Yeah, mine either. Oh, I love this. I love, okay, I did love this, right? Like the way that external stimulus affects your dream, like, like the same oh way that God. it does in real life.
1: Totally. I've told you that my alarm clock is the Tintin tin theme, like the old school Tintin <laughs> tin theme. And I freaking, frequently will wake up to a dream in which I was like having a Tintin tin style adventure because I'm like, oh, that music is just perfect for, her. and then it influences my dream. Nice.
0: Those people run really slow. That, like, mobbing crowd outside, like, is taking its sweet fucking time.
1: hmm They're way too casual a mob.
0: Yeah. It's like they've never
1: been to Vancouver after losing a hockey game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's what you guys are rioting over. Like, Greece is rioting because their entire financial infrastructure is falling apart. Like everyone in America is like out camped in front of financial institutions because they got screwed over by the banking system and they want to change the abuses of capitalism. And in Vancouver,
1: (laughs) yeah, well, here's the great thing: Vancouver is like the most chill part of Canada, aside from maybe Halifax. Like it's like everyone there is smoking weed and just like climbs a mountain before work to like I love you, bitches. (laughs) And then you know Toronto is where people are like, get out of my way, get out of my way.
0: No, Toronto is not. Like, I I know that for Canada, Toronto is, like, rude and stressed out.
1: For Canada, okay. But,
0: like, on, on, like, a sliding scale of rude and stressed out places that just I have encountered, you're, like, at the bottom.
1: Right, but here's the thing. So, when Toronto, like, we lose every hockey game. We are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) We're just shit. And we're all like, oh, that's too bad. Who wants a beer? Like, who wants to hang out? Vancouver, the most chill place in the country, was like, (laughs) we lost what?!
0: No, but that's because you guys are, like, zen and mature enough to have learned from failure. Oh, I love this waistcoat business here. Mm. Okay, this is, like, the least cool part of the movie for me, when he just, like, shoved him off of the chair.
3: Yeah. And I was
0: just like, really? That's the best you can do? Why don't you (laughs) shoot him in the knee? Your crazy, dead ex-wife projection was better at this than you. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just shoot him in the fucking knee.
1: To be fair, Mal is better at everything than Cobb.
0: Worrisome. Also, BT Dub's fandom. I read that story where Saito has a sexual feeling about his rug, and I'm ashamed of you.
1: Oh my god, no! Why would you tell me that?
0: Are you gonna go look for it now?
1: No, I'm are ashamed you... of you.
0: Are you Are you typing in Saito stroke rug into Pinboard right now?
1: Uh, no, I am watching Arthur's beautiful face.
0: Ah, oh, his face is so beautiful. I also like how he gets less uh put together every layer that they go up. Yes. So, like, tuxedo to, like, three-piece suit with a waistcoat to, what the fuck was he wearing on the It's just, straight? like, a
1: regular suit for him. It's, like, his casual suit. Yeah. His look-like-an-ordinary-businessman, the suit only cost, I don't know, $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh... You know what? I saw a thing where they broke down how much the people in Inception, the characters, <sighs> probably got paid for the job. Yeah. And I was like, that's not enough money for that job. Like, you should have gotten paid way more than that. But now I realize the reason that Arthur continues to work is because his clothing budget is so high. <laughs> he
0: has needs. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for quality. Although, if I was a successful criminal, I would just start trading, like, illegal favors for my shit. Really? Like, I would just, yeah, I would just go to Christian Lepiton and i will be like, look, how many twinks do you want? <laughs> How many pairs of red shoes do you think I need? I need a lot.
1: I don't know. You could probably get them cheaper by intercepting them before they get to the Christian Louboutin stores.
0: Ugh, so undignified
1: So indignified, says the twink trader. What? what? Tra- human
0: trafficking is fine. I love that I, the first time I saw this movie, I saw Tokyo Tower, and I was like, eh, Sailor Moon.
1: (laughs) I was like, eh, Sailor Moon, (laughs) (laughs) X-1999.
0: Fucking X.
1: The worst. This is so... Cobb, this is so fucking unhealthy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I have to say, the best parts about this movie, everyone except Cobb. (laughs) The worst parts about this movie, everything that is just Cobb, sitting around having feelings. (laughs) Like Cobb, I fucking hate you. Just shoot yourself and die.
0: You're terrible. I have said though that okay, so there are rumors that they want a prequel or a sequel for Inception. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting here thinking that the only Inception movie that I want to re- see is a prequel, and I want it to be a heist flick, an absolute heist flick.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without
0: feelings, um, or like without sad widower feelings. And this complete sentimental claptrap where we're supposed to like love him because he's like a sad father.
1: Yeah, I don't think they understand that. Okay, I know when they're looking at women audiences, they're like, they'll love this. He has two children and he can't be with them. Whereas I'm like, whatever, you're a terrible father. (laughs) Shut up and get back to the explosions and the heist. That's all I care about.
0: (laughs) i think that there are more intelligent ways to do cross-genre films um the problem being that very few people are good at writing those
1: uh yes agreed
0: she's so pretty yeah i just want i just want like a sassy gay friend to be like don't be a stupid bitch
1: don't be a stupid bitch have you slept with him
0: a plus you You slept with him a lot she slept with him she did sex with him at least twice
1: at least twice
0: (laughs) we have two babies at
1: least (laughs) twice (laughs) minimum two times minimum two times
0: you're like here's the thing about arthur though like as much as i like want to fuck the shit out of him from this movie like if you ever met this guy in real life you'd be like what a tool like Mm -hmm. why is your hair slicked back like that
1: I would hate him. I would never hang out with him. He's, He's not like Toronto Harvey. enough.
0: He's like Harvey in real life. Like, we're like, ooh, Harvey, you're sexy and mean. From Suits. Yeah. Uh, but then if you met him in real life, was like, ooh, Harvey, you're an asshole. I want to punch you in the testicles. In
1: real life, I know a bunch of real life Harveys and I hate them. But inside Suits, I'm like, ugh, Harvey, take me now.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Because in real life, I know a bunch of real life Arthons. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sorry, Nash. You got beat. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know who that actor is, but he does a very, very good job of conveying a lot with his very little
1: screen time. Okay, well, here's here's where I love him. He was in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Nice. He's moist, the evil henchman's sidekick. <laughs> and his power is being moist. Oh, God. Like, uncomfortably so moist. It's so deadly, I would definitely succumb. Yeah. But they're like, what a stupid superpower. <laughs> <But> it's so <laughs> effective. dangerous. You, like, shake his hand and you're like, Ew, oh! no. It's too moist. It's clammy. A few words are more disgusting than moist disgusting, too. Anytime I see the word moist in fanfiction, I'm like, oh, ew, no.
0: I'm gonna start putting that in stories just for you.
1: I hate you. Like, his moist mouth.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to, like, interrupt here just to be like, run this elephant scene, Don't Think About Elephants. Yeah. There's that great macro that came out where it was like, if I say, Don't Think About Elephants, what do you think about? And the picture that cyto flashes is, of course, like, Twink Joseph Gordon-Levitt from <laughs> What is many tweak movies, so it was like <laughs> a fucking plus internet. It's stellar.
1: Inception memes are the greatest.
0: They're so the greatest. Strutting Leo was like the greatest two weeks of my life.
1: Strutting Leo was amazing. I interrupted a lot of uh, my boss's actual work time to show her different strutting Leo pictures.
0: <laughs> I interrupted a lot of meetings to show people and Homes pictures from <laughs> the on-site shots and stuff.
1: Okay. The best was when someone did the progression of Hustlin' homes, and it was yes! like a history. Yeah, so good.
0: Why is Cobb not carrying his own goddamn luggage?
1: Uh, clearly he has gotten used to no way. Arthur, Arthur, you, you can do better. Like you don't have to be his new wife. You don't have to be like this. You Maybe have Arthur, on wait your own. Maybe. Maybe we're not giving him enough credit. Maybe he is going to take those bags and run.
0: Why would he want Dom's clothes? Dom
1: probably has more than clothes in there. He probably has money and drugs.
0: He probably doesn't have money and drugs. He probably has clothes and his, uh, like, additional feelings that he couldn't get. Additional
2: feelings!
1: Uh, Arthur, you can do so much better than this. You know what? My dream 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 story story is like Arthur just working an amazing job for Saito and Saito making his life so beautiful. And oh, Eam's, like, like, burning with jealousy. Mine is
0: sort of similar, except that, like, my dream would be, of course, it. <laughs>
1: Arthur Saito's
0: <is> kept man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes! I just want it so badly. That would be amazing. Saito is just like, he's the greatest kept man. Have you seen how efficient he is? And everyone's like, that's not what you should be looking for in a kept man. I
3: was like, well,
0: clearly you're doing it wrong, because I'm enjoying shit out of myself.
1: Arthur's like, I have organized your life. Saito's like, I love you. They're so perfect for each other. They are. Oh,
0: they would have such beautiful children. Asians are the best mixers. It's true. Hey, Paris. I'd be seeing you in May. I hate it. <laughs> we know. We like If this were the real world, of course, Mm -hmm. this room would be used for other classes, and therefore this could never happen.
1: Yep. And I know how hard it is to find classroom space. What was someone's really easy solution for this? Wasn't it like, can't the grandpa just bring the kids to Paris?
0: There are so many really easy solutions to this. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I've thought way too much about, okay, for anyone, like, it's so obvious that I've thought way too much about this movie.
1: It's going to be great. I'm excited. Go for it.
0: (laughs) First of all, it doesn't matter if Mal had, like, a certified letter from her therapist saying that she thought that, like, Cobb was going to kill her. In terms of forensic evidence, that argument never would have held up. And also, there's something weird, like, suspicious about her having this sudden, you know, epiphany of, like, thinking her husband's going to murder her and then taking extra... Like, she's smart, but there's no way to fake the forensics, Mm -hmm. especially since, like, You know, any reasonably well-trained officer, like, or CSI, CSI, whatever city they were living in, would take a look at that crime scene and be able to figure it out. Like, she would have left fibers and, like...
1: Even Horatio Cain. Yeah, like,
0: on the other other ledge. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, one thing. First of all, like, if he hadn't have run, they probably would have ruled it a suicide. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, the other really easy answer is just have like the grandparents bring their fucking kids to France. Also, this is like the worst job interview of all time.
1: Hi, you look like you're 14 and dressed up in your mom's clothes. Do you want a job?
0: Draw, draw some shit. I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be really convincing and somehow this will be a sign that you can be an architect. This is the best part, though. Like that, that look on her face where she gets pissed at him. Mm-hmm. That was awesome.
1: Are you enjoying yourself?
0: I'm enjoying myself
1: way too much because this is, like,
0: my competence kink, like, being exercised.
1: I like Ariadne a lot. I'm not sure they did her quite properly, but I like the idea of her. Because she's basically, like, she could grow up to be Lady Arthur but less fucked up. (laughs)
0: I think that I would have liked Ariadne if the movie had been from her point of view. Mm, that could be good. It would have been so cool because, like, she and I, and she and you, she and the viewers, are on the same level, right? Like, we're being introduced into the world of Dreamshare, mm-hmm. and the, I think a lot of the things that I called bullshit on in terms of her character was her like being a prodigy and her being like the only person to get emotional access to Cobb, like. Both of which are things where I just like, I'm like, really, dude? I don't really believe that because mm-hmm. of reasons X, Y, and Z, which are obvious. But I wish that they had like resituated this movie so that she had been the main character and it was about her. Like, think about how cool it would be if it started off like as a really, really sh- boring, ordinary school day and then your teacher pulled you aside and you got plunged into this illegal, crazy, strange, amazing world.
1: What are you talking about? That happens to me all the time.
2: (laughs) This is so cool, though.
0: Also, Cobb, way be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and not tell her about this part. You're such a dick. P.S. Yes. <laughs> She's like ultra crazy because she actually went with him. Like. If I showed up in, like, a deserted fucking warehouse and someone wanted to drug me, I'd be like, well, you're clearly going to steal my organs or impregnate me against my will.
1: Yeah. Uh, with and my also, history, check
0: out Cobb's ultra, ultra sketchy facial hair. Never going anywhere with that dude.
1: 99% of dudes with facial hair sketch. True fact. Look it up. Don't look it up.
0: I have to say, though, this is weird. I don't know if this is an Ellen Page thing or an Ariadne character thing. I love the way she walks.
1: That's probably Ellen Page. Love it. She's from the East Coast.
0: It's very direct and no-nonsense, the way that she walks. And I really like that.
1: She kind of walks like a little bit like a man. A little bit, yeah. And I really like, she moves her it. shoulders not, rather than her hips?
0: Yeah, she leads She leads with her upper body versus... Yeah.
1: yeah. I apologize for this bit of noise while I switch from chicken things to pizza. <laughs> I will say, there's kind of like a... I don't know how to describe this, like a bland way of talking that immediately makes me think of 80s television and movies, where like, even when you're angry, you don't really sound angry, you just kind of sound like the same as when you're talking. And some of the dialogue in Inception sounds that way to me.
0: Well, this movie's, the power and interesting elements of this movie are in their emotion, like the occasional spark of wit, right? Right. And also in... The concept, like, in terms of actual dialogue, it's really awful. hmm it, Like, it makes the writer in
1: me cringe. Right. Shout out to the special effects, or sorry, visual effects team. You guys did an amazing job.
0: Fuck yeah, double negative! Mm-hmm. I feel like half of the crew for this film was there opening night when I went to see it at the IMAX, because we all stayed through all the credits and cheered.
1: Oh,
0: Yeah, it's really cute.
1: That's great.
0: Yeah.
3: I love that that's her
0: response. Like, people run into her, and she doesn't, like, apologize. She just gives them, like, the most angry face ever.
1: Like, get the fuck out of my way, bitch. I was like, yeah, where the fuck? Like, you're super rude. You know what? I will say, I'm trying to train people on campus to keep right while walking. So if someone is walking at me on what I consider to be the wrong side of the sidewalk, I don't move. I just keep walking, and I stare at them until either they move or they bump into me. It's working. Well, not,
0: I'm not going to get into like the fact that England has like the most confused policy in the world on this subject.
1: What, they keep people left on the sidewalk? I've noticed that.
0: No, they don't.
1: What? They did it in the tube.
0: No, they, not all the time. They don't Jesus. keep people on the left on the sidewalk. They don't necessarily keep people on the left or the right on the tube. It's just a bunch of like people being awkward and trying to be polite.
1: God, England, get on that. Also, Toronto and Canada. Get on keeping people on the right. Aww. Hmm? You
0: know that little flash of him and mouth.
1: Hmm. You're so easy.
0: I'm so easy. I love how, like, he won't explain anything about, like, why something is dangerous until it's already about to stab you in the stomach. Like, mm-hmm. he's fucking awful mentor. Look at that coat. I fucking love it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> 1940s noir. Oh, well, also gut stab.
1: Gut stab. No big deal. Just a gut stab. That coat is so...
0: Arthur <laughs> well, is like, Yeah, okay, so you've been stabbed. Can we move on? Yeah, he's like, and Would you would you please get the fuck on it? He's
1: like, Do you know how many times I've been murderated by Mal? Like, get over it.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like Tuesday I've been murderated six times.
1: You know what I love about cheap-ass pizza in Toronto?
0: What?
2: They
1: don't cut the whole pizza. <laughs> they only cut some of it. <laughs> what is the justification for that? I think they're just lazy.
0: <laughs> okay, and here it does begins the launching of a thousand ships, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, L. Arthur knows exactly where Eames is.
0: He's okay, even if you're not viewing this from a slashy perspective, it's because Arthur's a creepy stalker.
1: <laughs> He's a creepy stalker in love. But like unwillingly in love. We <laughs> ever had a crush on someone you're like, that person is so dumb. Yes. That's how Arthur feels every day. Do you remember my brief
0: but painful crush on fake Bradley James?
1: Oh my god. Yes. So stupid. <laughs> like a challenge, Labrador. It's like the dog in Hyperbole and a Half. Yes! <laughs> that poor dog.
0: Not even the helper dog. Okay, not even the helper dog in Hyperbole and a Half.
1: The other one. The dog that needs a helper dog. <laughs> the
0: dog that keeps eating its own vomit. That yeah. was
1: fake Bradley James. The dog that forgot where it lived because it got lost in the park for like two hours. <laughs> Okay, no seriously,
0: I really need to talk to the costume department because
1: everyone's hair is
0: ultra slicked down, mm-hmm. and it's gross.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch that hair, and I wouldn't want that hair touching my pillow.
0: <laughs> this reminds me of like the most amazing text message, most amazing like hilarious regretful morning after text message I ever got from a friend. Amazing. <laughs> okay. she, she, she took a guy home that I had been refu- referring to as Rasputin exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> then I get a text message the next morning. And I'm like sitting in my apartment drinking coffee and she's like, everything smells so bad. I have to wash all of my sheets.
1: <laughs> Shameful. I know exactly who that is, too. I know. It's so good for me.
0: Ah. Oh. all the clothing in this movie bespoke.
3: What?
1: All of it?
0: Yeah, so, like, they designed that outfit specifically for Tom Hardy as Eames.
1: Amazing. It's so hideous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, so ugly. No one could have created it. I do love this movie's music, though. I have the the soundtrack to this, and if you put it on, it just makes you want to, like, rob some people with, like, a gun, and, like, run.
1: Growing up, there was a house near me that had the pots from Zelda, like those massive pots, but outside their front door, Mm -hmm. lining the path up to the entrance. (laughs) All I wanted, desperately, was to break them and get rupees. <laughs> All I could think about every day, I would pass it I'd be like, oh, it's so hard to resist.
0: Cobb, you were so fucking bad. It's like.
1: He's bad at everything, yes. Hmm. Then we'll see. He's the only one who sometimes doesn't have his hair slicked to his skull.
0: It's because he's too depressed to put in product. <laughs> nice. Enjoyed that cheap laugh. Good for me.
2: <laughs> no, don't ruin those things.
1: I love Arthur's clothes. Like, look at his casual, like, sweater shirt tie combo. <laughs> He's just so, like, God, stop being so attractive!
0: It's hard for him. Can we discuss how amazing Saito is? He's like, board meetings are boring. I'm going to go to Mombasa mm-hmm. <laughs> and get in the middle of a gunfight.
1: I'm going to put my phone on vibe right now, slash reporters.
0: So she can touch herself with it as she looks at Arthur.
1: That was my mom calling. <laughs> uh, Kinky. So I'm turning it off for you, listeners.
0: Kinky. Oh, look at the soulless office building. It's giving me PTSD flashbacks. Delightful. Oh, look at him. So handsome. Check out the shoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that Mal can't get them? Here's the other thing. We know that Mm -hmm. Arthur thinks that Mal was lovely. That could mean almost anything.
0: It really (laughs) could.
1: (laughs) Like, she could could. have been a crazy bitch before she went crazy.
0: Well, also, there's the whole thing where, like, we say nice things about people who are dead.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if Arthur is that kind of person.
0: I don't know. I mean, I've seen so many different... I've seen a lot of different interpretations on this. Mm-hmm. Um most meditations have been very interesting.
1: Also you know, uh, if people are gonna write a lot of Yusuf Ariadne in the background of their stories, please add in more about Yusuf having a cat.
0: Please don't.
1: Please Black do. Quarters. So cute.
3: I
2: love
0: his
3: voice.
0: Mhm. I do. I think the interesting thing about this movie to me is that.
1: I don't know why Cobb ever sleeps. (laughs) He should just never sleep.
0: And then he'll go crazy and die.
1: And? Uh,
0: His kids.
1: His kids are better off with Grandma and Grandpa.
0: That's horrible.
1: It's true. Horrible. He's an unfit father.
0: (laughs) Valid. I love how every single scene I see of Cobb, I'm just like, you really need to wash your hair.
1: I think everyone in this movie needs to wash their hair except Saito. (laughs) He can do whatever he wants.
0: I just enjoy how I'm like watching this and I was like, don't waste water. (laughs) I love how there's paper towel in that bathroom. Like, like there's, there's not paper, paper towel, towel in like, like half the public restrooms in the world but in that one disgusting <laughs> bathroom in the basement in Mombasa there's paper towel
1: so many reasons that every bathroom even the bathroom in your home should have a Dyson hand dryer <laughs> those things are the fucking best
2: they are they're pretty sweet <laughs>
0: So here's the interesting question. Do you think Saito is doing this out of some genuine sense of like energy monopolies are bad for the universe or like, I'm making, I'm making like an impassioned plea because I would also like to get in on that.
1: 50-50. He's -hmm. like, I can profit from this and it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, it's true.
0: Also it is absolute bullshit that like if this guy is his primary energy rival he would not have more dirt on that family.
1: He would have all the dirt.
2: Oh, the amount come of on. shit
1: I have just on people I work with.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I'm like come on. Yes. And I work in nonprofit. <laughs>
0: is that a dell i think he's using a dell Ugh.
1: newsflash dell is a bad computer maker
0: i wish that we had seen more of the stuff like how eames ended up working as an associate for him i wish I'd, i wish we'd seen more of the heist stuff do you know what i mean like all of this chunk and i feel like if we had gotten this movie from ariadne's point of view we would have
1: i really want a movie that is just like arthur and eames become dream-sharing coworkers. <laughs> the same way that I want um, a Marauders series of Harry Potter movies. Yeah, like I want to see Remus and Sirius growing up the same way I want to see like the first time that Arthur meets Eames and just hates him and is so attracted to him and hates him.
0: Thankfully, all of fandom did both of those for you in both Harry Potter and Inception.
1: Yeah, but I always I feel want more. so bad for Robert Fisher. Ooh, okay.
0: He seems like such a genuinely like good person, and his life is just poop.
1: Someone I was talking to talked about how the sequel to Inception should just be Robert Fisher wants to join Dreamshare. He's like, "All right, I'm in," and they're like, "Wait, what?" And he's like,
0: "No, this is like really awkward. Like, we can't really do this, dude." (laughs) This is one
1: of my favorite scenes in the whole movie.
0: Well, I mean, as many, many people have pointed mm. out, like, obviously, there's, con- I mean, various reasons why um, Arthur Eames was, like, the major pairing in Inception. Yeah. But I would argue that the primary reason is because they're the only two characters who had any chemistry together.
1: Any chemistry. Everyone else, I'm like, yep, those are two people. <laughs> Everything Cobb says sounds sketchy.
0: I think he does look sketchy and sounds. sketchy.
1: He could be like getting out of bed in the morning, and I'd be like, "Sketchy," <laughs> like alone, and I would be like, "No, that is super sketchy." <laughs> Who did you murder last night? Have you seen the Dr. Horrible video um, of Inception?
0: Uh, Yes, I have. It was very charming.
1: Super charming.
0: We'll post a link for that, guys. You guys will enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you'll love the shit out of it.
0: Oh, my God. I just want to burn all of her clothes and start over. Ariadne?
1: Ariadne? yes yeah i don't like her twee little scarves
0: that is not my only problem with them
1: (laughs) and her old lady business worker jackets
0: no like it's just so uh... i'll just leave it be you can be casual without looking like you fell out of the goodwill Wait, did that camera just disappear out the back? Yes, it did! I just found a continuity error by accident.
1: Nice. Also, I could listen to Tom Hardy in this movie talk like way more than they let him. <laughs> he could just talk and talk and talk with Arthur about Dreamshare, and even though I find Dreamshare really boring, I would be like, oh my god.
0: I find that hilarious because I find dreamshare the most interesting part of this. And also the reason that Tom Hardy can't keep talking is if Eames kept talking, Arthur wouldn't listen to him. He would just punch him in the face until he stopped.
1: Uh, I would still watch that movie.
2: And, like,
0: look at that fucking shirt. It's like he went somewhere and was like, maybe the ugliest shirt. <laughs> to go.
1: I like that you're looking at his shirt and I am looking at his dick.
0: <laughs> well, I already did that too.
1: No, that's all I'm looking at. Oh, God. I'm a terrible person.
0: He is displaying himself quite prominently. Well, he's <laughs> like,
1: sitting next to Arthur. He's like, hey, Arthur, check it.
0: I love this scene. I love this idea. I love the idea of Dream Share so much. Like I love the idea that you could go into like an amazing huge space like that and have it be completely empty, and you could explore the whole thing. Like
1: that is very appealing.
0: Like, the whole philosophy of DreamShare is amazing to me. Like, I would have... That's, like, that's the greatest thing out of this movie for me. Like, that was the one thing that I loved writing in my giant Inception story, was all of the DreamShare theory and, like, the DreamShare scenarios. Like, it's so cool. Like, stuff that cannot exist in anything other than movies.
1: (laughs) Yusuf should narrate all the things. It's just because he's a beautiful. He's
0: such
1: a beautiful voice. Such a beautiful voice. <sighs> it's funny because
0: if like whenever people like write about <laughs> Eames having like a beautiful voice and fake, all I can think is um, I watched ah, oh, shit. What movie was this? I want to call it Love and Other Drugs. I actually watched it because Ewan McGregor makes that with a dude in it, and he's a slut. But Tom Hardy is randomly in that movie, and his accent is ultra fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like his British accent like in real life. It's like
1: ultra fucked up. I have no clue what the hell it is. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice, good. <laughs> completely unnecessary, Eames.
1: Uh, I believe it was completely necessary. <sighs> I also like that it follows like a montage then of Arthur falling out of chairs. <laughs> it's so good for me. Because he's like so neatly pressed, right? Like he's just like I believe that he ironed his boxer briefs that morning. <laughs>
0: As someone who ironed stuff that probably I would get made fun of for ironing, it is nice really? just to be unwrinkled.
1: Shut up! I don't even own an iron, I just own my steamer and I only sometimes use it.
0: I remember one, oh my god, this is really tragic, but I remember this, was, I was on the phone with a guy. <laughs> suddenly stopped seeing me after this strangely and I was and he was like what are you doing I was like uh I'm ironing he's like what are you ironing I was like I'm I'm ironing my flat sheet <laughs> he's like what he's, he's like it's Friday night and I was like well it's gonna get wrinkled <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna have a
1: laundry <laughs> for it's just gonna get wrinkled yeah I kind of bundle my flat sheets into balls and throw them in a drawer.
0: Yeah, mine get ironed and then folded neatly.
1: I fold my pillowcases. I don't iron them, though, because usually the cat's climb in them anyway.
0: Yeah, I also iron my pillowcases oh my and my God. duvet covers and my fitted sheet.
1: There is a beautiful scene in a tragic episode of Due South where Benton Fraser is getting ready for a date <laughs> and he starches and irons his white boxers. Nice. And it's supposed to be ridiculous because nobody would do that. Nobody except Prue.
0: not that ridiculous.
1: It's a little Also, ridiculous. Ariadne,
0: way to be just as creepy as Cobb. Yeah. Not cool. That is not cool.
1: She probably is taking architecture because she got booted out of psychiatry for <laughs> violating standards, like, immediately. She was like, it's cool, just roofie the subject, and then they'll tell me everything. <laughs> no! Unacceptable.
0: I'm totally spelled down by their Art Nouveau furniture.
1: Is it turning you on?
0: The lamp is.
1: Nice. I don't actually like that kind of furniture. I'm sure you're shocked.
3: <laughs>
1: <sighs>
3: oh.
0: But isn't this interesting, like, look, okay, so Cobb's memory is organized in floors, and you can travel up and down them in this elevator, and that's so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. But you also
0: wonder, like, what would Arthur's be? Do you know what I mean? Like, what would, what does the interior of Eames's head look like? What would, what, what one day's Ariadne is? Ariadne's? Like, all of that stuff is so much cooler than his neck pain.
1: Yeah, that's valid. That part is really cool. Hub fucks everything up, Ariadne, and get used to it. Yeah, she's like helplessly
0: attracted to him right now because she's like nineteen years old, and yeah. all nineteen-year-olds are like attracted to train wrecks. But
1: it's true. Had a lot of really unfortunate crushes at nineteen.
0: This is some of the worst dialogue in the movie.
1: Yeah. Jesus just
0: found something. Maybe a worm.
1: Maybe a worm. Basically, anytime the cub gets to speak for longer than like three seconds, (laughs) I'm like, ugh, just shut up. (laughs) Get back to Eames and Arthur. Okay, like, also not cool, Ariadne. He is actually telling
0: you, like, all of his fucked up shit. You all, like, go break into his mind even further.
1: Yeah, she's like, P.S. Breaking into your subconscious.
0: I mean, like, obviously she's fated for a life of crime, given her complete inability to, like...
1: Yeah, they picked her really well. I would not have guessed it, but they picked her very well. Yeah. And, like, you already know that people think that he murdered his wife, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go? Basement. Check it out. See what's going on. I love that, though. I love that echo
0: of the broken glass that we get here and later when you see the actual flashback to the scene.
1: Yeah. Get her, like, a beautiful, beautiful dress. Yep. She's always so stunning.
0: Well, yeah, because she's a projection. She's not a real person.
1: Okay, there's a terrible Canadian television show called The Listener about a psychic ambulance driver, slash EMT. And there's this one episode, his his partner knows that he's psychic. And he's like, I need to know, is my girlfriend as hot as I think she is? And you see, like, how the guy sees her, and then you see her in real life. And in his mind, she's super, super hot, and in real life, she's, like, pretty hot. Okay. And he's like, yes, she's just as beautiful as you think. And it's, like, lovely, because... The idea that, like, inside a man's head, you're so much more than you actually are because, like, all the feelings are layered on over top. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, it was beautiful! She looks so ultra-crazy! She's so ultra-crazy.
0: She's really good at that.
1: Yeah. She's an amazing actress.
0: So completely convincing. I cannot believe that you did not throw something at her.
1: Everything about the interpersonal relationships in this movie is fucked up. I I
0: also found this to be a really objectionable, uh, I I believe that they just got done making out on the car before they came in. Um, The other thing I find really objectionable about this is that like, the fact that Ariadne, okay, granted, Cobb's like crazy shit is a bit crazier than most. But mm. everyone has messed up stuff, like deep down in the back of their head. Like you cannot preach; prejud- you can't be like, "We can't go into this true show with you because you're like damaged." Everyone, everyone is, damaged. is
1: damaged. I would be afraid of my own brain. I would not want to go into it.
0: Yeah, like, I know exactly which chapters and verses, like, I would want people to stay out of, like, not even for my own privacy, just for their own good.
1: Not just that, but my brain isn't exactly stable, seeing as I can't remember things and I'm face-blind.
0: Well, yeah, and also, like, the... I mean... Like, there's, there's also, like, like, your sensory perception stuff things, right? Like, yeah, when you're used to it, I would be terrified and think I was having a stroke.
1: Basically, if anyone went into my brain, they would be like, okay, fuck, fuck, what the fuck is fuck? Like that. Yeah, Eames, yeah. I like that he's... <laughs> I so bad for it. Like he's such a guy. He, like he's a nice guy. It's so awful. The horrible be- thing they do to him. I guess, but the best is that gif. Where it's like, move, bitch, get out of the way, and move. <laughs> he's just trying to get on the airplane. I like, you know, that's
0: what he's thinking. Code.
1: I think that all the time. But like I said, I'm from Toronto. <laughs> that's what we do. Plane looks so ridiculous. <laughs>
0: you should see the Singapore Airlines first class.
1: I bet it's amazing.
0: I looked it up once. It's like you get a cubicle. You get a
1: cubicle?
0: You get like your own little walled-off area.
1: Oh. It's it's nuts. Air Canada has if you're like on the ultra ultra fancy first class. Mm-hmm. They have, like, these pods, so, like, nice. your seat is also a bed with, like, two shifting walls and, like... Sexy. Yeah. One day, when I have all the money, I'll buy, like, a $5,000 super first-class flight to England, and it'll be amazing. $5,000! <laughs>
0: I have to tell you, though, like, it, it's really luxurious, but it's wasted money. Because, uh, I like...
1: You say that, but I have blacked out in the aisle of an airplane and then puked on someone.
0: No, but do you remember when I was flying, when I moved here, I drank five glasses of champagne before we even got off the ground, slept the whole way here. It was the greatest light of my life. I was going to say, that's I the dream. It is the dream, but I, like, but I didn't really like, that ticket was like
1: $3,000 and I slept for 10 hours.
0: I, I mean, guess,
1: but I don't nice. drink. I plus would Yusuf
0: on this one each time.
1: <laughs> Yusuf's the one who made the drug and he's like and yet drink it oh with alcohol God, I really have to pee. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> fucking Yusuf
0: <laughs> look the champagne's free you may as well drink it they've already opened the bottle it's just gonna go flat
1: your mistake Yusuf why would you drink why
0: <laughs> I like that this is Arthur's impression of a cab driver.
1: I know, he's like if I had that cab driver, I would probably fuck a cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> or I would say yes to one of the many marriage proposals. Except that let's face it, even Arthur the cab driver would not propose to me.
0: <laughs> no he wouldn't. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Saito loved doing that so much. You could see it on his face.
1: He's so happy. And I like that he always is like slouched down in the front seat of every vehicle that he's in, or like in the back seat. He's like yeah. one of those people who tilts the seat way too far back to be thug. Look, <laughs> like, he he's like a he's like a CEO. Like this
0: is the closest to thug he's ever gonna be.
1: Yeah. I love you Eames
0: the greatest part about that scene is that it was interrupted but clearly what was going to happen was Eames is going to keep the money anyways (laughs) (laughs) like he wasn't really going to he wasn't really better rob him but he's like why not why not
2: I was like, oh, I hate having to shoot while I drive.
0: (laughs) This is like so, like, I know I've already crushed your internal organs, but I'm going to ultra crush
1: them. I'm going to crush them to death. Death by dying. Also, does everyone
0: pronounce his name wrong in this movie? Mm? What do you mean? I think everyone calls him Saito.
1: Oh, and it's Saito.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Americans.
1: Strauss, he's
0: lost. Okay, I'm preemptively gonna like call bullshit on this next scene because I get really annoyed that Arthur A apologizes for something that is clearly Dom Cobb's bullshit. Yeah. But it portrays like a sort of like dysfunctional working relationship that leads me to want them to like get divorced and Arthur to file a restraining order.
1: I think I've read that fic and I liked it.
0: (laughs) If you find it, send it to me because I need to read it.
1: (laughs) Well, I think I've read where they were exes, and they have, like, children together.
0: What? What?
1: What? And then Arthur gets with Eames. No? Am I imagining this? Okay, if the
0: Slash reporters. If this story exists, you need to send it to me.
1: I feel like you told me about it.
0: Maybe I imagined it. Maybe I dreamed it. Maybe. I, like, he's like, everything went wrong. Not that it was my fault. I'm just the person who dreamed the fucking train that went through traffic and also lied about how much sedative it's under.
1: I like that Cobb and Arthur are kind of dressed the same in this scene. <laughs> and like Eames is in this like ultra sexy suit. Like looking the best he's ever looked.
0: That's probably because Arthur dressed.
1: It's, yeah, it's Arthur's level, right? So he's like, you're wearing this fucking suit. And then he's like, it's not. Oh,
0: this isn't Arthur's level. Isn't it? This is Yusuf's level. Oh,
1: you're right. but still, I like to imagine that Arthur, like, dreams Eames into lovely clothes and hates himself for it.
0: Seriously, listening to you discuss this is like, I've read that story.
1: God, just send me all of the Inception fic, okay? Dude, I'm not, that's like 80,000 stories.
0: I think the internets can do that for you.
1: Internets, get on it. I'll probably forget that I asked for this, but get on it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then you're like a randomly two months from now, you will be like, "What
1: the hell is this? <laughs> wow, why do I really like this?" Actually, I actually do have to say, Eames's accent doesn't really match his face for me in this. Like, it's like the wrong kind of English accent.
0: Okay. Yeah, Just yeah. it
1: bothers me the end.
0: I, his facial hair bothers me. Well,
1: rightfully so. Just like all the gel in the hair bothers me.
0: Ugh, all the all the hair in this movie bothers me.
1: <laughs> all the hair, <laughs> except for Ariadne. I was going to say hair her looks hair good. looks lovely. It's like Jane's in Rosalian Isles. Oh yeah.
0: Look at him! He's so poised! He's clearly received training for this.
1: What I want is a movie that is basically half training montage, half heist. Yeah. But see, that's what an Ariadne point of view version of this movie would have been. Exactly. Killing me here.
2: I know.
0: I love that he's so vain that he has to have a trifold vanity to do this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Is it good for you?
0: Well, that's good for me. Like the moment where it goes from like him being the older guy in the mirror to him being the older guy in the reality and Eames in the mirror. Right. That was like such a cool visual trick. Like I think I actually was like <gasps> in the movie theater when I first saw that.
1: Pretty much anything with Eames and mirrors makes me happy.
0: I do love it. I love the idea of forgery, and I love the mechanics of Dreamshare. Obviously, basically, I like everything
1: about this movie except
0: for the plot.
1: Right. The best though (laughs) is when he turns into the hot girl in the elevator. Yes. Pentapus drew some really cute fan art of like Lady Eames coming out of the mirror, and Eames like leaning toward the mirror. It's so cute.
0: Also should be dialogue, perhaps after your mother died. Who talks like that when they've had the
1: crap beaten out of them and they're cuffed to a pole? Imaginary people from Inception written badly?
0: Yeah, basically.
1: That's actually, like, sometimes when I'm reading Inception fake, I'm like, oh, that dialogue is super out of character, and I'm like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's super <laughs> in character, and I prefer it out of character. It's completely in
0: character for the movie. That's unfortunate.
1: This is super unfortunate, but Robert Fisher's dad kind of sounds like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? It's like emotionally not there. Yeah,
0: but your dad loves you, and he actively shows that, though.
1: Yeah, totally. But he's also the person who is like, "I'm klutz." It's full name here calling your father.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but he also like brings you giant cedar chests of what of meat. And, like, I don't think Robert Fisher's dad has ever fucking done that for him.
1: I didn't say is Robert Fisher's dad. I said is like Mm. a little bit.
0: I just, I just don't want Riff fish to have a nice life. Me too. I just want him to, like, meet a nice person who will, like, love him and, like, be good to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to say that these two motherfuckers are such irresponsible psychopaths, like, because the implication is that they do this after they have kids, right? Like, the fact that you would do this (laughs) when you
1: have children is just... Why wouldn't you just hire a babysitter?
0: No, that's not even the point. Like, if you don't know what's going to happen when you do this,
1: Uh, you don't do this. But you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I would say it's only slightly more irresponsible than being alive. No, this is a lot
0: more irresponsible than being alive. Because there's stuff that you can't prevent, like the risks that you're put into, just on account of you being alive. And then there are the risks that you invite into your life. And this was not just an invited risk. This was highly sought after risk. This is like okay, this is like if you have children, like if you have a young child and you still have like a motorcycle that you actively ride, like that's stupid. Because those things are called donor cycles for a reason. Hmm. And like if I ever have children, I'm gonna have to stop binge drinking, smoking all the time because like that's really fucked up behavior, but I don't want to like affect my kids at all. You basically
1: like, already have to do that because you have me.
0: Valid. But the point is, like, you don't go discovering the uncharted goddamn territories of DreamShare when you have other people who are relying on you. I
1: don't know. That's like saying if you're going to be an astronaut, you should not be married or have children.
0: No, because if you're an astronaut and you're the only – if you're both astronauts, you should not be going to space at the same time.
1: Jim Kirk's parents did. Yeah, look how well that turned out for him. In some universes, it turned out super well. Oh my god, that's like the worst example of all. <laughs> Well, I don't believe this is true. It would be ultra fucked up if the entire movie is a dream that Cobb is having. Like to put yourself through all of this again and again and again and again and again inside your. Wait, own Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a
0: second. Look in the look in the window behind Mall.
1: Okay, hold on.
0: Doesn't that look exactly like the room Cobb is in, or very very similar?
1: Yes. In fact, it looks identical. Yeah, I wonder if they did that on purpose. Probably. In Scott Pilgrim, everything is numbers based. Ooh. Because it's the seven evil X's.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like, each X, everything surrounding them is associated with their number. Oh, nice. So, like, the first X is that one guy. Stuff like that. <laughs> Cute.
2: different outfit
0: <laughs> bad bad parenting letting your children sit in your yard probably eating a worm I think I wrote that into a story
1: yeah I think you did where like if I if I had like a
0: four year old child and he would or three however old he was and he just found a worm I wouldn't be smiling I would be pulling it out of his mouth
1: uh, whereas my parents found me eating an entire bowl of dog food <laughs> My brother used to run around and put sticks in his mouth all the time. And my mom would be like, she couldn't get him to stop. And she was like, okay, Andy, the reason that you can't put sticks in your mouth and run around is because they're dirty. And he was like, oh, okay. And then one day she hears like a scream from the backyard and my brother has blood like pouring down his chin and he's holding this stick, like, like a piece of doweling. And she's like, what'd you do? And he's like, but mom, it was a clean stick. He like almost killed himself
0: yeah but this is your brother who also like chainsawed himself
1: no no my dad chainsawed oh,
0: him oh okay that's right so that's where well, we got nintendo that's your family though
1: yeah, valid. yeah. <laughs> okay i just pulled someone else's hair out from between my boobs
0: dude what the fuck were you doing
1: today i went to ikea with my mom are you sure you weren't hanging out with the rest of Putin after my friend like, was through with him whose hair it's between my boobs right now. Where I don't know, I babe. From? Mm. Ooh, I love this scene.
0: Who doesn't love this scene?
1: Dumb people. <laughs>
0: I love that look on his face, like, all right, I like blowing shit up.
1: (laughs) I love everything about Eames. (laughs) Like, everything.
0: That was the one time in this movie I found him attractive. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because look, his hair is not slicked back anymore. It's, like, all messed up. Yeah, it's like the one time in this movie I was like, "Wow, that Tom Hardy guy, I would let his mouth touch my mouth.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say you would let his mouth touch your vagina, but no, you were so tame compared to that. I'm so proud of you and yet so confused. I would not let his
0: mouth touch my vagina with that facial hair situation going on. There's like a lot of delicate skin.
1: I don't know if I would or not to try it.
0: No, that's not- he looks like an asshole with, like, those really fucking sharp whiskers.
1: <laughs> I'd be intrigued to try it.
0: <laughs> shall, shall I write Tom Hardy's representation a letter? My friend <laughs> would, like, would like him to grow out some facial hair and then perform oral sex on her for an experiment.
1: <laughs> it's an we experiment for Toronto all women <laughs> I would have to get so much waxing before that happened. (laughs) And probably drug myself. I would be on like a lot of Valium.
0: (laughs) Well then you would be a bad experimental candidate. We couldn't trust any of your observations.
1: No, you know what? We would have a control and then we would have me. Who's the control? Like how do you control for that? You would have to be the
0: control. This is not good science. (laughs) I would be annoyed by the circumstances, and probably playing Bejeweled on my cell (laughs) phone. You're
1: such a terrible person.
0: I love this level, because Arthur dresses everyone. Except for her, because she looks like a slutty dominatrix Barbie, and that's all Eames.
1: (laughs) Eames is like women. How would an attractive woman, you know, with things? Okay.
0: This is
2: great.
1: Such an asshole. Yep.
0: (laughs) Is that a paisley shirt? I've never paid that close attention before, but is that like a fucking paisley shirt?
1: Maybe.
0: Dude, Yusuf's job is so hard.
1: Yusuf's job is so hard. Ooh, you know what would
0: be another great movie that you could use with this universe? When? If you did a movie about a company that actually provide, like, trained people in subconscious security.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be such a cool movie. I read a really good book once called The Cold Cash War, where mm-hmm. uh, we realized that war is, like, too damaging for the world, so corporations take over the act of war. And basically, you oh. hire corporations to play the equivalent of, like, paintball or laser tag on behalf of your nation, Oh, wow. And it's like fully based on funds, right? You're paying them a fortune, but nobody dies.
0: Interesting.
1: It was pretty good.
0: Seriously, never ever work with Eve again.
1: <laughs> he just gets you in trouble.
0: I love this as well. This, the physics of this level are so cool.
1: Yeah, they're super cool. Because like one level up, everything is moving. Yeah,
0: it's wonderful.
1: It is wonderful. And fucking Yusuf still has to pee. <laughs> it's like the worst, was
0: terrible. Like, oh, this is the worst job for him.
1: I'm really glad that like. The movie did not make a reference about him wetting himself and, like, waking up with wet pants.
0: Fandom, you know what to do.
1: No. Because you know where that's going? Water sports.
0: Hey, man, don't kink shame. People have
1: needs. Okay, you know what? You can enjoy water sports? I don't want to read it. I've read it. And I was like, maybe I'll... No, I did not enjoy it. (laughs) But I tried it, you know, to try and expand my palate. And develop it.
0: <laughs>
1: As it were. <laughs> Stop the pervert laughing at me. <laughs> I hate you.
0: I remember when this movie had just came out, um, there was this great image macro also. Of uh, Robert Fisher, where it was like, why does Chris Nolan keep putting my head in a bag?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris Nolan is like, I hate your face, but I want you to act in all of these movies.
0: (laughs) I love his face.
1: His face is great. His face is so great. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the new Batman movie. (laughs) Despite Tom Hardy looking like a fool in it.
0: Well, the major problem that I had, it was really interesting because remember when that trailer first came
1: out? Total digression. And he was like, I'm not going to fix that audio. Yeah, and initially he was just like,
0: look, people need to people need to not have shit handed to them. And then a bunch of people were like, oh, it's probably just dumb Americans not being able to understand British accents. And I was like, oh, well, that's possible. And then I went to listen to it. Just some background, folks. I live in England. <laughs> I talk with people across, like, a ton of ex-colonies, so I have, like, a wide breadth of accents that I have to listen and interpret to a very rapid pace every day. I cannot fucking tell what he's saying in that trailer. I have no fucking clue what they he was saying in that trailer. Version. Pardon?
1: They released a fixed version later. Did they? Yeah.
0: Good. Because, like, I, seri- I was just like, wow, that is not... The accent problem, that is, like, the audio filter
1: they put on it. Yeah. Which, like, I understand you want Bane to sound, I don't know, like, terrifying and strange, but he still has to be... Audible! Yeah, and comprehensible.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh my god. They're just, like, my favorite scenes in this movie are all just Arthur and Eames being cute at each other. (laughs) I'm really easy that way your tin hat is so shiny today so shiny i polished it just for you
0: (laughs) because you know how much i love tin hats
1: you have some tin hat action going on
0: i do but don't try to claim the
1: high ground
0: i don't have high ground i'm just telling you my tin hats are my tin hats are intense
1: (laughs) yeah they're like garden party tin hats
0: whoa the best tin hats (laughs) They're like early 90s sci fi shit. <laughs> oh, look at how elegantly unique he's dressed her in this level. <laughs> like, on the outside, it's like a very, very seemingly straightforward business suit, but look at the shirt she's wearing underneath it. It's so unexpected, and it's this interesting callback to Saito's kimono in the very first scene.
1: Totally. It's beautiful.
0: It's really lovely.
1: I love it when Arthur dresses people.
0: She's so wrinkled, though.
1: Someone should write Arthur as a wedding planner.
0: I'm trying to remember... Oh, no, I I made Hoyden write... Charles Xavier's wedding planner. Yeah. That was good for me. It hurt me. Oh, that bathroom is a bitchy! Are
1: you pleased?
2: I'm so pleased.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also love that scene.
1: Oh my god, that shirt. uh... So ugly. Yeah, it's like, absolutely hideous.
0: You know that, like, secretly Arthur is totally digging this? Yeah. Like, he loves nothing better than having Eames's wrist on the verge of sprain, being able to hold him at gunpoint.
1: Poor Eames is like, Arthur just likes hurting me so much, and I just want to love him. It's like loving a cactus. A beautiful, beautiful cactus. <laughs> a
0: beautiful weaponized cactus.
1: <laughs> cactus that, like stabs you when you turn your back on it. It, like, reaches out and deliberately stabs you. Yes! it's the best cactus. <laughs> Poor Robert Fisher. <laughs> this a <was so> bad <laughs> Oh, Fisher, so easily convinced.
2: (laughs) Poor baby.
0: Originally Dom's line. Really? Yeah, in the original script, um, someone dug up and it was on the internet for a while. Originally, that little exchange right there was um, Dom and Eames. Hmm. And then presumably they changed it because they realized the only characters with chemistry together were Arthur
1: And adorable. I mean, if Cobb says it, it's creepy. When Arthur says it, you're (laughs) like, they're in love.
0: I was actually really surprised because I came out of this movie thinking that the major pairing was going to be Cobb-Saito or... Uh, Cobb Arthur, and I guess I, I sort of understand why it didn't become, I, I, it didn't become any of those because Mal became such an enormous character in the fandom. Yes, that it's hard to write her, and also to write that romance because in many cases you have to like discard the X or like bury that like bury the body.
3: Yeah, and
0: she she's not dead. She's so present.
3: One of the
1: most beautiful. Look at
0: you, Yusuf, being badass. I just. You learned that from, like, one of his video games.
1: Yeah, totally. I just love Arthur beating the shit out of people.
0: This is, like, like the a- greatest scene in the movie, I have to say. Like, the hallway fight is the greatest. Part oh my of this god.
1: Movie. It's so good. It's so good. I love, like,. That you have Yusuf fighting and you have Arthur fighting. Yeah. Like, overlapped the two people who probably appear to be least physically capable of it, other than, like, Ariadne.
0: Yeah. This is so beautiful. It's like the perfect marriage, though, right? Like, this is the moment where you're like, yes, the promise of the premise is coming through, where you have, like, the sort of physics and possibilities and then skidding around this hallway. Yes. Oh, completely badass.
1: Oh! And, like, the way that Yusuf's fight and his driving influences Arthur's fight is just... Yes! Uh, oh, look at that scene! So fucking cool! So cool! It must have been, like, both hell and hella fun to film.
3: Uh
0: Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. I think I saw, like... Did they do, like,
1: a rotating box stage?
0: Yeah, they did a rotating hallway for this. Because those just, things this, are
1: fucking great.
0: Yeah, and Joseph levitt was in some sort of um harness. Of
1: course he was.
0: And, uh, Which, by the way,
1: costume department, I bet you had a lot of fun putting that on him.
0: Um, apparently, he said that this was brutal. Like, filming this was absolutely brutal.
1: I believe it. It would have been because a pain I, in the
0: ass. Because I think that, like, in order to... I would have to assume that in order to, like, mimic... Like, because while the room is actually turning, like, in order to actually mimic the results of it you would have to like hurl yourself at the fucking wall because I remember Brendan Fraser talking about filming oh not Brendan Fraser, Stephen Summers, the director of the Mummy movies talking about filming a lot of the fight scenes um, with Brendan Fraser and how it was worse when there wasn't someone to fight against because you have to hurl yourself against the wall yeah and they see a lot of that happening in this movie
1: they probably wake up crazy like the next day crazy bruised yeah just, like aching all over
0: yeah, but how much fun is that?
1: So fun.
0: Also, guys, um one of our mutual friends actually did uh most of the well not. Well, they did a lot of the FX work on this particular level of the
1: <laughs> on this particular level of the dream. She did an amazing job.
0: Amazing job. But however,
1: <laughs> the the great thing here is that
0: the director essentially, Chris Nolan, essentially needed to be able to like move stuff around but still have the snow in the So she spent like, I don't know, something like, something insane, like four months.
1: I was gonna say, it was like four months, months on chat being like, I'm rotoscoping snow. No, I'm still yeah, rotoscoping snow. still
0: so rotoscoping snow. And this was like a, two years before the movie came out. So we were just like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, we were
1: like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, this is, like, when she was working on Prince of Persia, and I just Uh, kept getting messages, like, oh, I'm rotoscoping Jake Gyllenhaal's dick.
1: (laughs) Gotta move that dick around, so. (laughs) I just, I feel so sorry for her sometimes, but when we first started talking about that, she had to send me a video explaining, like, what rotoscoping was, because I was like, I don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, she also she also had to explain to me one time what the fuck she was doing to Voldemort's face, and I was
1: just like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry, what are you doing to his face? Ugh. Exactly. The magic of movies. Oh Yusuf. Yeah.
0: I wonder I wonder who designed that level, the snow level.
1: Isn't that Eames's level?
0: Yeah, he's the dreamer, but was he the des- like Ariadne? Presumably designed all the levels.
1: Mm, I guess so. But this move, this level reminds me of Goldeneye. Like oh, large yeah. swaths of Goldeneye, so it just seemed very Eames to me. That he would be like, I'm going to do a Bond level, and it's going to be fucking <laughs> awesome. He would.
0: He would be that type.
1: Yeah, he wants to be Bond.
0: Who doesn't want to be Bond?
1: Hmm. Good point. Though really, I want, oh, I just want Daniel Craig's dreams to come true. I want Bond to like sleep with a dude in the next movie.
0: They're not gonna let him do it. They shut him down so hard when he said that.
1: He would be so hot in that scene, though. I love Daniel Craig. Who
0: doesn't love Daniel Craig? Did
1: I tell you I ran into a firefighter once who looked exactly like Daniel Craig, and I'd never been attracted to a firefighter like on principle before? I just about like keeled over in the middle of a convenience store trying to buy gum. <laughs>
0: See, I don't believe you whenever you say people look exactly like other people because of your face blindness and the fact that you once, like, tried to run away from me in the street.
1: Yeah, that's valid. To me, there are only, like, eight types of faces, and pretty much everyone has one of the eight. Yeah. I love how
0: Eames like, in the scene. He's like, yeah, I saw this in True Lies. It's gonna be bitching."
1: <laughs> They're like um aims
0: I'm a like fire. A, I'm a fire a weapon while I'm on some skis. This is great. Look Didn't at that me. That happened so in cool? one, like
1: Die Hard One or Two as well.
0: What the skis?
1: The like yeah. being on a snowmobile firing guns at people.
0: Considering Die Hard One happened at Nakatomi Towers, no.
1: Okay, so it must have been Die Hard Two.
0: I don't think so. It's
1: the one that takes place at an airport.
0: Oh, that might have been Die Hard 2. But where the fuck were ski? I don't remember this. I just watched these at Christmas.
1: Seriously? It's yeah. like there's a huge snowmobile fight scene. Maybe I just I just rewatched Die Hard 1 because it was on TV the other day. I was so pleased. <laughs>
0: Yeah, suck it. Hit <laughs> Arthur's the best. Arthur he's also is the, the only person who actually uses the paradox.
1: Yeah, it's true. Everyone else is like, that's pretentious, and he's like, um, it's really useful.
0: <laughs> Everyone else is like, I'ma just hit some things.
1: Arthur's like, I'm gonna use my brain. How's that?
0: Yeah, suck it, man, asshole. I'm going to kick some butts in a rotating hallway, and then I'm going to use my brain. All the while, I'm going to be counting down the timers to establish a kick so that not all of us die in limbo. Yep. Just a regular Tuesday.
1: Just Yeah, Arthur doing his thing. I look how like how Cobb reams him out for the fucking militarized subconscious thing, and he's like, look at everything else I did! <laughs> I'm the only reason this job succeeded!
0: He's the best. I think that all of fandom agrees on that one.
1: Yeah. No, you know what? I would say that Yusuf, Eames, and Arthur are the only reason this job succeeded. Everyone yeah, special... else can eat it.
0: Although Ariadne did really well for her first time out the gate. The only person who really like failed categorically was Cobb. Cobb. Cob.
1: He doesn't. Des- I'm glad he gave Eames his share of the money because he doesn't deserve any of the money for this job.
0: He gave Yusuf his share of the money.
1: Fuck was it? All right. Well, I'm glad Yusuf got that money to buy more illegal drugs and cats. <laughs> He <laughs> It just makes me so happy. Oh, coolest
0: scene ever. I, lo- I I do love kind of like the incongruous beauty of that like the the dream is so like so systematically perfect that even though he's like floating because there's no gravity right now he still has to use the little fucking keycard. I know
1: it's It's just like such a
0: beautiful little moment
1: so frustrating I love you Arthur I like that like everyone is just like Arthur will kick us It'll work out. (laughs) Like, no questions asked. Because it's Arthur, of course. Of course it's going to work. He's super capable. Poor Saito.
0: Seriously, come on! Like we've been through three rounds of this. He's definitely gonna kick your ass. Yep. So amazing! This fucking
2: fight,
0: iteration two. That's that's him choking you out. This whole zero gravity.
1: This whole level is like a video game that I would play the shit out of. Except that movie-based video games are always crap. Other than Goldeneye. Uh, Goldeneye, I was about to say. Goldeneye's the exception. It was like the greatest game of all time, but what made it great was the feature that they added in Is like, eh, what the fuck. Originally, they were not going to have multiplayer mode. What? I know. Some guy on the team was like, well, I built it anyway. Why don't we just throw it on there? And they were like, fine. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. It's like the entire reason that game succeeded was multiplayer mode.
0: Because I'm not even into gaming, and I remember spending a lot of nights and weekends at my friend's house on the week, like, in middle school, Uh, playing fucking GoldenEye. There
1: is a reason that I keep two N64s, each with their own copy of GoldenEye, and GoldenEye for the Wii in my apartment.
0: You have two N64s?
1: What if there's an emergency and we need to play 8-player GoldenEye or Mario Kart?
0: (sighs) I really want an N sixty four? You want one? Yeah.
1: Oh well, maybe for your birthday. Yay! Slightly. Used. Well, I want one mostly. Well, I want one
0: mostly because like my favorite games are on N sixty four.
1: Uh, valid. There's a lot of amazing games on the N sixty four.
0: Even though the graphics kind of look like garbage now in comparison, they're so charming.
1: Yeah. Well, like Zelda on the N sixty four was fucking a genius.
0: Yeah. Look at this shit. Okay, Saito had like the worst. Like okay, Saito had like the worst like getting his dream share virginity popped experience of all time, right?
1: Yeah, but also but the coolest... being badass. Like, blood slowly <laughs> coming this? out of his mouth. Who enjoys Arthur just like tying
0: them all together with extension cords? Me.
1: It's a good thing Arthur took all of those Japanese uh, rope bondage courses.
0: Look, he just wants to be thorough.
1: He does, and it came in handy. Mistress. He knows all the things to become, oh my god. You know what? They finished Inception and Saito was like, I have another job for you. <laughs> Just you. It's under my desk. <laughs> Arthur was <is> like, accepted.
0: <laughs> Ken wants to know, He asks you to suck his dick. You should already have his penis in your mouth.
1: Uh, obviously. Oh, Robert Fisher. He's such a nice boy. I'm so worried about him. He is such a nice boy. (sighs) Eames. I love Eames so much. Oh, God. And just, like, Arthur pushing them down the hallway. Yeah.
0: I was, like, about to shit myself in the theater the first time I saw this at this point.
1: Yeah. When it showed up, I was like, well, it's time for me to die now. It's time for me to collapse in feelings.
0: I love how he's like, I can't snipe her. She's, she's my wife. I love her.
2: Yeah, way to snipe her now, useless dude.
1: Oh my god, Cobb is so useless! Saito!
0: <laughs> that hat does not flatter.
1: Uh, no, no, it does not.
0: Oh my god, it's like specifically designed to look terrible on him for some reason.
1: Like, Ariadne
0: looks cute in it. Dom took his off.
1: I think Tom Hardy's head... Eames is just,
0: like, rocking it.
1: He's like, this hat is great! <laughs> this hat is too small for your head, Eames. A little bit. It's like, his head is way too big for that hat. Either that or they, like, switched sizes between him and Ariadne. <laughs> like this one's yours. Isn't this a woman's small? Just take it. <laughs>
0: Ladies petite.
1: Because, like, look, Arianne's is huge. His is tiny.
0: Damn it, Tom Hardy. Why do you have a fat head?
1: For all of his thoughts and all of his feelings. And all of his feelings. feelings. (laughs) They take up a lot of space.
0: I knew
2: that shit was coming.
1: I can't stop looking at his head.
0: It's ruined now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it kind of is.
0: I love how, like, in their little dream, like, mystic, evil, bad person headquarters, there's, like, an emergency defibrillator. Uh,
1: duh. That you don't keep one in your dream evil headquarters?
0: No, my dream evil headquarters is busy being filled up with, you know, stuff.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) can't, sorry. Carrying on.
0: Why does everyone land in the same place, in limbo? That presumes a shared collective subconscious. This movie is fundamentally Jungian.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Does that only bother me? Yes. Okay, never mind. I'm I just now. subscribe
1: to Jung and have moved on. <laughs> <laughs> what, I had to take philosophy of religion? God. That was actually a really good class. The professor was super cool.
0: I took bioethics.
1: Oh, I would have failed that class. I would have been like, what? Harvest it. Harvest it hard. (laughs) No reasons. Just do it. Probably would have ended every paper with a a really offensive phrase, too.
0: Yeah, you would have failed that
2: class.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This elevator shaft is so beautiful. <laughs> this water
0: has so much tetanus in it. I know it's the ocean, but it's a Cobb's ocean.
1: Yeah, that ocean is probably full of herpes. <laughs> I'm just... Now I all, like, really, all I can think about is the Arthur, Saito, and, like, Eames furious with jealousy kept (laughs) man. Post-inception.
0: The only thing that would be better than that is if Eames decided that Arthur was Saito's kept man when Arthur's just, like, actually doing a job for him.
1: (laughs) Okay, so here's what happens. They get to the airport in Los Angeles or whatever, and you know how they're all going their separate ways? Yes. Saito is like... Mr. So-and-so, come with me. And they get on, like, his private plane and take off. It's because he wants him to, like, beef up his security, etc. But Eames is like, Shit! Followed by, like, copious amounts of, like, third-person stalking. Except here's the thing. Eames is not
0: actually good at getting past Arthur's defenses for stalking.
1: No. But him trying would be hilarious. And I believe, fully believe, that Saito would, like, let him find things out that were misleading just to be a dick.
0: Ah, uh, he's the best. He really
1: is. I've always really
0: wanted to write the story where, um, you know how Joseph Gordon Lovett and Zoe Dashnau are like besties in real life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is horrific to me.
1: Because they're but, basically um, the same person. Yes, it's twins. But
0: I would love if. I would. I've always wanted to write the story where one day Eames sees like Arthur with this like beautiful little cute girl, out like being adorable and shit like that, and has like a jealous fit and doesn't know what's going on. And when he <laughs> harasses Arthur about it, Arthur is like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's Summer." And Eames is like, "Who's Summer?" And Arthur's like, "Well, Summer's a girl that I met when I used to have a job at a greeting card company." And um, we fell in love, but she didn't really love me. So basically, feeds him the entire plot to Five Hundred Days of Summer. I hate you. <laughs> One day, Eves is drunkenly complaining about this in Area, and Ariane, he just starts laughing at him. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, first of all, that's Arthur's sister, and secondly, that's the plot to Five Hundred Days of Summer." <laughs> you fucking so idiot!
1: So mean. <laughs> it's the greatest. My actual dream is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Zoe Deschanel get cast in like kind of a sci-fi show, and then when they inevitably do the episode where you get to meet like your alternate universe self, it's the other one. Yes. So it's yes. like they do their own gender AU inside the show. So accurate. I would like pee myself with happiness.
0: I love that she's just sitting at the kitchen table playing with some knives.
1: Why not? Don't you sit at the kitchen table playing with some knives?
0: I sit at the kitchen table sharpening my knives.
1: Well, that's one thing you could do.
0: You have to sharpen them. Um,
1: I don't think you have to. I've never sharpened mine. Yeah, but you're... Not Insert
0: either. mean thing about cooking here.
1: Yeah, basically. You know what? Actually, Crystal gave me this set, so maybe she sharpened them occasionally and I just haven't noticed. It's possible. She is obsessed with knives.
0: Knives are amazing.
1: She can do throwing knives. She's like a champion Ooh. at that. She's a dangerous, dangerous lady. Love it. Yeah.
0: Did Eames just like, like fail off of that building?
1: Maybe. Did I tell you someone tried to mug Crystal once? sure that went well. She was walking on Queen Street, and a guy on a bike tried to grab her bag and pull it off her shoulder as he rode away. And she <laughs> pulled back and pulled him right off his bike. Yes! She was like, ah! <laughs> And then he had to run away. Crystal's the greatest. She is. I was like, don't try attacking, like, tiny Asian girls in Toronto. They will beat the crap out of you. <laughs> it's what they do. Did no one learn anything from Scott Pilgrim? Knives Chow is a fucking ninja.
0: <laughs> I would love for someone to try and mug me. <laughs> but all I need is an excuse to tase the shit out of someone.
1: So you are Darcy Lewis. I have... Uh, come on. You could have but a political science degree. I could have a political science degree. I would
0: love to score with my bro. <laughs> Who
1: is your bro? Oh. That would be great. You and Thor would be amazing bros. Such great
0: bros. He could introduce me to Asgard Mead. <laughs> so off topic. But that like it's such a it's such an indicator of how little we give a crap about the emotional <laughs> backbone of this movie. Nobody like,
1: cares about Cobb and fucking Mal. We're like
0: sitting here being like, Thor would be a great bro, Mal and Cobb are having feelings.
1: <laughs> no one cares.
0: I'm sure some people care. We just don't because we're bad people.
1: We're not bad people. We're fucking awesome. Anyone who (laughs) disagrees is wrong. Okay. That's all. That is the end. That is the end? Yeah. Is it? I have decided. Plus, like, this is the part of the movie where you learn that Cobb is evil, and I'm like, oh... Really? Because I knew that the whole time. (laughs) You could see by how sketchy, like every single thing that he says or does, creeps me out. Yeah. He's like Arthur. I have a job for you. I'm like Arthur. Don't take it at (laughs) turpies.
0: I've always wondered about the significance of this house.
1: Well, it looks like a shitty little French house.
0: Yeah, but it's, it seems like kind of like a not happy place. I don't know. Yeah. I would say that I'm reading too much into it, but then this whole movie is like a giant exercise in reading too much into it.
1: Uh, yes, that's why a lot of people get off on it so hard.
0: Including us.
1: Yes. I'm not excluding us from that. You're more into the reading too much into it than I am. I'm more of the, wait, what, thinking? And like, oh, they're so cute. Look at that. Whereas I'm like, feverishly having thoughts about dream theory. That's why you're so good at writing long, plotty things. No,
0: I'm not, that's like a lie perpetuated by the system. Like, you know very well (laughs) that, like, I trip and fail into long stories.
1: Yeah, but, like, your brain can't help doing it, whereas my brain is, like, 5,000 words. Done. <laughs> <laughs> the end.
0: I love it. Look at them. They're a fucking unsupervised. Going down into goddamn limbo.
2: Yep. Poor Yusuf still needs to go the bathroom.
1: Yep. You know what? I would watch Arthur and Eames the movie the same way that I would watch um, for Mission Impossible 4, whatever the most recent one was. Simon yes. Pegg and... um
0: Jeremy Renner the movie? Jeremy
1: Renner the movie. That would be an amazing movie. I actually just want to watch, like weirdly, I thought Mission Impossible 4 was just
0: perfectly entertaining, exactly the way it was.
1: Really? Because every time Tom Hanks was, like, talking or having feelings, I was like, shut Tom up. Tom
0: Cruise. No Tom one cares. what I say? Tom Cruise. You said Tom Hanks.
1: <laughs> I actually really like Tom Hanks. I'm sorry, Tom Hanks. I love you. Tom Cruise, not so much. Whatever, <laughs> Tom Hanks is amazing. He's just, like, a Trek nerd. He's a super nice person with a beautiful voice. I could listen to him talk forever. Like, just forever. He could just talk at me, and I would be like, I'm so happy right now.
0: Although I have to say, I think that this, this part of the film where it's like the epic climax goes on too long. Yeah, totally. Because at this point, like I thought, I think that the tension, like the first time I saw this, the tension had actually become painful. Like,
1: well, you know what? I had come out of the tension, and I was at the point where I was like, "Yeah, okay, and then what?" Like, yeah, I no but, longer cared.
0: The tension was still painful for me, but now, on like this is what like the fourth time I've seen this movie, I think. Sure. Um, and now it's gotten basically to the point where I'm like, "Oh, now I'm sort of bored by this because it goes on forever."
1: Yeah, it takes too long. It needs editing.
0: Like, I understand that he wanted to represent every dream level, but, like, it's kind of... I do love this sentiment though. This is the one thing that Cobb says about Maul in the movies that made me love him and believe that like he did love her where he's talking about like how perfect and interesting and flawed and unreproducible his wife was and how she's only ever been just a, sh- a shade and projection of it. Right? Like,
1: yeah. Not even
0: close to the real thing. And I love that thought so much. So completely true.
1: That is beautiful.
0: It is, like, the one... I mean, like, I I think the thing that I don't doubt from this movie is that he genuinely loves her. Um, And that was the moment where I was like, yeah, he really does. And he really does get it.
1: Okay, I tried to explain to my boss or someone else. No, to someone else at work how Peter and Elizabeth in white Collar got together. (laughs) She was like, that doesn't sound romantic at all. It sounds like creepy and probably dangerous. Oh, it's so cute, I was like, no, it's beautiful. So I can't tell anymore if the way I view relationships has been warped forever by fandom. Yes. The answer is yes?
0: Yes, the answer is
1: yes. Great. I love Arthur in the elevator just being, like, sad and tense and, like... Braced. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fucking Robert Fisher. This is the one nice thing they did for him, though, in the midst of this bat shittery, right? Is convincing him.
1: To be his own man.
0: Yeah, and giving him the belief, like, deep in his heart. Like, seeding the thought that his father loves him. And wanted him to be his own man. Because I don't think that was the reality. So even if this was, like, a brutal abuse of him, like, it's still, I mean, it, it gave him something.
1: It was cathartic. Yeah. Look at his face. He's so good at this.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I love you, Eames.
0: You're so goddamn easy.
1: I'm super easy. I can't help it. I have all these feelings. Okay.
3: Clearly.
1: Oh God, Robert Fisher.
0: Robert Fisher.
2: Something nice needs to happen to you.
0: This is like this is like when 20 something was explaining the plot of Cats in America. Is like. Something, it's like, because spoiler, nothing nice happens to Steve Rogers. I know! (laughs) It's like, it's like, spoiler, nothing nice happens to Robert Fisher. True story. I love her lip color in that.
1: You're so easy yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm totally easy. (laughs)
1: Waking up inside a dream only to wake up from that dream later is, like, has caused so many problems in my life. <laughs> it's a horrifying experience.
0: I, do, I, I love this kick sequence.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. It's great. It's so well choreographed. And yeah. just, like, the cutting is perfect.
0: If only the stuff before it hadn't taken so fucking long.
1: Yeah, they need to cut before that by, like, 10 or 15 minutes.
0: I would be so goddamn traumatized if I had to die, like, four times in a row, like, real fast.
1: Oh, I do that all the time when I dream. See, I don't. But all my dreams are, like, spy adventure dreams.
0: I have, like, work nightmares.
1: Oh, I don't really have those. But yeah. that's unsurprising for both of us. If you didn't have work nightmares, I would be surprised.
2: Oh, no.
0: That's, like, so beautiful to me, though, where he's like, but we did grow old together. Yes. They have a lifetime together, and the hands as the symbol of it, like, I, I remember I was crying during that part in the movie.
1: Oh, I was not. At that point, it was beyond feelings. I was like, mm-hmm. When does this end?
0: I'm never beyond feelings. Feelings can come at any moment. Seize me.
1: We left this movie, and Marilyn was like, what did you think? And I was like, well, that movie was pretty crap, but I can see how the fandom is going to be fucking awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh, weeping. This was when I was, like, weeping a little.
1: I like that they have the oxygen tank in the car.
0: They're prats, man.
1: I know. I just love it anyway.
0: Can you imagine, like, how that purchase was made? Like, Arthur walks into a medical supply store, yeah, hi, I need, like, uh, two oxygen tanks.
1: It's not real, because some... it's inside the dream. Oh, that's right! Yeah, he just dreamed that thing up. I love this transition to Eames's face. I love that
0: he's like, whatever. Well, leaving Cobb in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's dick, anyways.
1: He was a dick. I hope he's dead.
0: Oh, Saito. That's, that's, that's not a good look on you.
1: Nope. I need him to be sexy and younger again.
0: Also, I don't feel like Saito would ever look like that.
1: No. Me either. But we don't know how old exactly he's supposed to be here. He could be like 800 years old.
0: Valid points.
1: It's 800
0: and still wearing a fucking tie.
1: Uh, it's Saito, so yes. For all we know, actual limbo is just like the recesses of Arthur's brain. Yeah, If this possible. is Jungian.
0: We never know.
1: That would be so terrible for everyone else in the world.
0: Whatever, I would love it. Yeah, you would. That would be the greatest like... limbo ever. <gasps> oh my god, everything will be so well tailored.
1: So terrible.
0: They look so crazy! Look they... at their eyes! They're so crazy! They did something to Leonardo DiCaprio's eyes here. I think because they made I him wear
1: contacts. To...
0: I refuse to believe they let him smoke up for an hour before this.
1: Sorry, let him or just he came in and he had been smoking?
0: I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio like does cigars. He's not really like a stoner person.
1: <laughs> what if Tom Hardy laced his cigar?
0: I don't think Tom Hardy's a stoner either.
1: I don't think he's a stoner. I don't think I'm not putting it past him to lace someone. Do you doesn't know would
0: with? actually lace Leonardo DiCaprio's cigar. Ellen Page. Joseph gordon and Ellen Page.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Those
0: two, like, probably got big together on this set.
1: <laughs> Ellen Page is cool. She's really nice.
0: She seems really nice. She's, like... From all of, like, her interviews and shit like that, she seems really
1: nice. Okay, I know it's a joke that everyone in Canada knows each other, but literally everyone in Halifax is either her friend or a friend of her friend. So... She's actually really nice. He still has his
0: crazy eyes. Yeah, and look at and look at Saito. He's like, they have look at th- they have this like terrible, terrible like ultra intense relationship that I can't figure out. It's like I don't think they want to fuck each other. Yeah, but it's it's there are too many feelings there.
1: Yep, they should probably never see each other again. Also, they're supposed to ask you a kajillion questions. They don't. What? No. Every time I have entered a country, they have asked me like 18 country questions.
0: That's because you're a dirty foreigner.
1: Though usually I don't know the answers to their questions.
0: Yeah, it's because you're a dirty foreigner. You have like no. a U.S. passport and you're coming into the U.S. They don't actually ask you that many questions.
1: I guess, but that seems crazy. Every time I have driven between Canada and the U.S., that is like the easiest process ever. Yeah, they're like you're Canadian. And I'm like, yep. They're like, enter the country. Yep. I hope you have a lot of illegal firearms and alcohol on you.
0: Keeps the ATF happy.
1: Okay, so the may- the big discussion that came
0: out of this movie, right, no was way, whether. Hate or not- that. What Go for it? Go ahead. Oh, was whether or not like. Cobb dreamed the entire thing, right? In this, like, this top moment. But apparently the costume designer gave away the ending. Oh. Because someone, like, in an interview, she points out that they're wearing different clothes. And the kids are. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the little girl, she's wearing a pink jumper.
1: Right. So he's got to be awake.
0: Well, not necessarily. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that that alone is enough to indicate that he's do you know what I mean? But I think ultimately it boils down to the subject of like I don't really care because it's cop.
1: Yeah he's the last thing I care about in this movie
0: yeah but I love that I I love this concept of that ending though like I love that the top oh really? Yeah because I love that like oh my gosh like do you ever really know? Does it matter?
1: Okay, here's the thing. When I saw that movie and we got to that part, I was like, oh, now I know exactly what's going to happen and it's going to be that it's going to cut away before we see what happens and that's really pretentious and dumb and obvious and I was unimpressed. 100% unimpressed.
0: It's Chris Nolan. Of course he was going to do that.
1: Chris Nolan, just make more Batman movies, okay? <sighs> I didn't like the Batman franchise, but I have... Uh, that's because you're broken inside.
0: I know, it's true.
1: Okay, overall, what do we think,
0: okay, of this movie?
1: Uh, I hate this movie in actuality. No, I don't hate it. I actually really like this movie, but I also love to hate it. <laughs> but I love Arthur and Eames, so that's all.
0: Uh, I really like this movie in actuality. I love all the dream theory shit behind it, obviously. If obviously. you sat through this entire recording, then you know that. <laughs> um... And I really, I like Arthur Haynes as well. Uh, but I think that I like, I like the universe the movie puts together far more than I like the romance. Or the supposed and slashy romance. Uh,
1: I don't think you need the word supposed in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine.
1: I think, I don't know.
0: I just, I love that. Like, I want that, I want this movie to be real. Like, I want that technology to exist.
1: Oh, I don't. That is a horrible idea.
0: No, I want it. I want it so much. Can you just imagine? I would totally go into Dreamshare.
1: I would not. I would probably kill myself the day that that technology became real.
0: Oh my god! I'm just imagining now how I could fuck with people. It's so beautiful, NK.
1: You're such a terrible person.
0: You're so amazing. A
1: terrible person.
0: So amazing. Uh,
1: okay, slash reporters, the important thing is we're probably going to do more mystery science, more mystery, mystery. slash report theater 3000.
0: Yes. yes.
1: So, you know, enjoy that. It's, it's coming in your near future.
0: Indeed. And for those of you who are wondering about the other movies on our poll, yes, Iron Man. And, yes, Trek are going to be on there, as as well a couple of others. We'll have other polls as well. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, it and uh, thanks for hanging out with us for, oh, my God. How long was this one? Like two hours. Wow. Two hours wow. 20 minutes. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. Have fun. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it for us this week.
1: I think so. I think that's more than enough of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Slash reporters, have a good one.
1: Bye. Bye.